Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your boy Jay here. Welcome to Jay's Corner. Today, I'm going to talk to you guys about oppression. We're coming back with the oppression wars. Um, since my last time I've talked about this, it seems like the, the world's gone even more oppressed. So stay tuned for more on that. And yeah. Okay, so hey, family. You know, it's been a while since we've talked about this. Um, I think it's been about two years since we I first mentioned trauma porn. And that was basically the idea that, you know, everyone's mad at something. Um, and since then, it's kind of gotten out of hand. Um, I'm coming back to you guys today because I saw a recent post from Jamie Foxx where essentially he made a post about fake friends and referenced Jesus and how Jesus was killed. Well, because of that, um, Jennifer Aniston liked the picture or the the post. And after that, they both received a lot of backlash, even to the point where Jennifer Aniston basically said that she only she did not mean to like the post. But and she doesn't support anti-Semitism. Um, so that's why I'm bringing this up today, just because it's it's getting out of hand. You guys it's getting major out of hand. Um on top of that, there's also been a lot of different competitions, strikes, especially going on with different unions around the country, especially with the Writers Guild and the, the actors and producers um, and the writers of the TV. So it's definitely been a lot of stuff in the air that's created that. And then, you know, of course, politics and just our whole competition uh, lifestyle has been affecting that as well. But one of the reasons why I'm talking about this today is because I've noticed that there's been an uptick in attention. It's been going on for a while now, but especially this past year. I've been seeing a lot more things either online or even people just in the world doing stuff just to get attention. But, some, but a lot of it is rooted in anger or essentially feeling unwanted. And it's interesting because, you know, I don't know if there's been like a new... Uh, we call a self-esteem mirror that's been like ray risen or has been lowered, but it seems like everyone's just pissed off all the time at everything and everywhere. And I, I know this Jamie Foxx incident is not supposed to be brushed under the rug, but it is interesting that there's always uh, it's been an uptick in anti-Semitism since there's been an uptick in attacks on different cultures, and I I just wonder like you know when as a community of people, when we would be able to agree to disagree? Um, you know, as a black man, I, I must say, if I got, well, a person, well, let me just say this. Others identify me as a black man. So that's why I say as a black man on this. But the point is, when you look at the way my culture that I identify with has been persecuted and been attacked on countless, countless occasions. I always find it interesting when one of us or someone that others may identify with me as are attacked for their views on other cultures when, you know, everyone kind of shits on, on African-American culture. I mean, you look at it each and every way, you, whether it's from like taking culture or for even just apologies or not having to do it. We need to have that same energy for that. And I think this instance with Jamie Foxx is interesting because um, just with the nature of, I know he was in the hospital, but then he's also had a movie come out on Netflix, which is, um, they call, they clone Tyrone, which is, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories in it, a lot, a lot of stuff in it. And 
And it's interesting that this has come out now after all that, because I know I've been seeing a lot of people talk about the movie, even like um, people that aren't even into movies. Like, no, this is we need to look at this. And I always find that interesting with the way music, movies and art comes out with the way we perceive things. So, you know, I I just hope that, you know, no Jewish people are upset or offended by it. Um, I think we're in a state and age now where the cancel culture has to be controlled a little bit. We can't just cancel everyone because when we cancel everyone, we don't create allies. So when we, if we want to create allies, we can't keep canceling people that aren't like us or for things they say. If that's the case, this whole country would be canceled by black people. If you think about the times and time accounts of where um, a racial remark was made against black people, even though most with some common sense understand why things the way they are. It's just interesting because we don't keep that same energy for other instances of other races. So, you know, I I just kind of thought about that and I'm thinking about the oppression. Well, you know, and I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish at all. But I do understand that there has been a more of an attack on the Jews. I mean, especially with the control of media. When you think about, well, not the control, but how people assume they control media. Or even with how people kind of assume like Jewish people are cheap or are very stingy or are very, we call it, um, money hungry. Uh, which, you know, I, I, I'm not here to classify any stereotypes because they say black people like chicken. But, you know, the whole everything like everywhere around the world, you chicken, fried chicken at that. So, you know, things happen. But I will say that once upon a time, I studied some history. And it's interesting when... It's interesting how the Jewish community looks at history, too. I will say that. Because I know having a background and um, having a degree in history and also studying um, a lot of, like, the Civil War era as well as, like, some of the, like, modern history era we live in today. We don't talk about how some of these slave owners in the South were Jewish. We don't talk about that. And it's always interesting because this predates... World War II. This predates the Holocaust. But there, there's an active history of white men who were Jewish in the South and were some very, very ruthless slave owners. Um, I mean, you can look it up for yourself. Just, just type in slave owners, Jewish. I'm sure it'll pop up. But the point is, is like, I've never heard the Jewish community talk about that. And, and I just want to say, like, it's, it's interesting because we... With the way the history is nowadays, we kind of overlook things. And I think that, not to say that all Jewish people are slave owners. No, 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 not that at all. But I do want to understand why that's never talked about. Or how we don't talk about, you know, the countless number of people who have helped just anyone over time. We always focus on the negative. And it's just interesting because... You know, I, if I would be to say, put a post out about a Jewish slave owner from the South that may have helped the Confederacy fight in the war, I would be a bad guy, you know, even though it's factual history and it's facts because of the time period we live in. So I think it definitely has some elements where overall we are just a lot more emotional and we are a lot more sensitive to spoken word, which I wonder, have we become too privileged? Because... 
I always feel like the only reason why in this time of day and age, why we actually have the ability to protest to have this is because we have a safe society. It's if you look at protests, even like other countries where it's like a lot of violence, we what, what we see on TV. And even if you look at that as an example, you notice that there are a lot more violent protests, a lot more deaths, a lot more of aggression before even thing, anything gets solved. So what happens in this country also, and especially with like cultures and genders and, and race, is always interesting because we are basically spoiled. You know, we have so much that now we have to complain for what we don't have. If you look at even like for every group that's marginalized in this country, yeah, it definitely can be greater gains. But think about the gains they've made each of those groups from like, fuck, 10 years ago. All right, take it further, 100 years ago. You know, certain groups have come a long way. Certain groups haven't. So I think we definitely need to check before we check someone. And I think, because I just think about how we'll be looked back at this point in time. Because think about this. With everything we know in history... 20 years from now, we're going to see, like, let's just take the Jamie Foxx post as an example. And just take all the things out. Let's just say what it is on the surface. A black man makes a post about Jesus. White Jewish people get upset at it. Even a white woman says, I'm not on this black man's side. Now, hey, 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 hey. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying that's what it's going to look like. So we really have to think about when we take these heels and these stands just because it works now don't mean it's going to work later. Structures have to get... Like, you think about even our infrastructure in, this kind of, in America or around the world. The reason why, especially America and Australia, probably worse. But when you think about the infrastructure in America, why do you think all these bridges and buildings are collapsing or, or roads need repair? Because we never had a strong foundation. Our foundation has to be strong and fertile. So if we're can- canceling people in the early stages of social media... I think that's going to look in the future when we're looking back and have to make claims on this or, you know, AI might not even be an issue, but hey, I digress. But on to other parts of the oppression wars. I also want to talk about what's going on with the gender wars. Um, and, and listen, I don't know if it's just like the moon came out a little too much or it's too much of the ozone layer coming down on us. But men and women are just upset at each other right now. I mean, if you look around the landscape, you look at, and I'm, I'm just going off of what we're talking about just in the culture, with music, with TV, with with, with just social media, period. Social media is trying to take over TV because the writers and actors are gone. But with all that being said, we have more people now than ever opposing love, but also looking at the opposite sex as competition or enemy. And it's it's scary because you think about, and this is this isn't regardless of culture too. I will just say that because sometimes um, black Americans get painted as the opposites attract ones, but I feel like we might be the ones that might still be the most on the page. I mean, if you look at divorce rates, shit, a lot of divorce rates of white people. You look at the divorce rates of other ethnicities in this country, it's about similar. But at the same time, what I've noticed is there's a trend of this oppression or this lack of empathy for each other um so uh, for example Andrew Tate let me just let me just say this about Andrew Tate he be on to some shit he be saying some real shit sometimes I, I will honestly say that but also as a man I'm saying that too um 
when you look at like the way he creates division or creates the superiority male complex, it is inspiring for some men who need it, right? But it's also very toxic for other men who might not need it. But I think when I look at him, I use him as a good example of where we are today. Men are fed up. They are tired of the cancel culture, which has affected men a little bit more than women. Um, And I think now what happens is you find more men that are on the defensive offensively. You know, like we men are very competitive. So they're going to be on the offensive more now to defend themselves because men feel like as a society we have to defend ourselves. And as a male, I agree. It's it's a lot of fucked up niggas out here. There's a lot of fuck, fuck guys out here. I mean, I've just heard stories and this is across races of uh not racism but across like all different backgrounds of, of ethnicities i guess um yeah man it's, it's a lot of fucked up shit out here i mean you none of us are perfect in our own sense you know we all have our own transgressions but just commonly the stories we hear it is a lot of like misogynistic things going on against women and it's a lot of manipulations from men and women especially when you look at around the world i mean it's it's not as it's interesting because when you normalize what roles are in as far as genders, um, traditionally, the traditional ideas of what a man and woman is are basically being checked at the door. And I feel like now, for a long time uh, around the world, there was progression in the women's rights movement. A lot of progression. And I feel like now we're at the epitome. Only reason I say that is because you have a lot of allies who are trying to clip themselves onto the hip of women's rights. Um, you have a lot of ajux feminists who, hmm, should I say this? Yeah, I'll say it. Who, who may be racist. <laughs> and they now have allowed other women to be empowered by basically saying, fuck niggas. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, fuck them niggas. I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. But biologically, there we still need to procreate as a society. I'm not saying that all women should get with men, all men should be with women. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying for society to continue to go, we have to do that. If all men were with men, all women were with women, it wouldn't be possible. There would be essentially the, the civilization will be altered. I mean, we have ways to, you know, translate sperm to eggs, but the rate this rate we're going, we're not, it's not going to be men want to talk to women, women talk to men. Especially when you think about a lot of the LGBTQ rights that come into play. And one thing I can say is for every, life is like a lot like a broken clock. It's going to be right twice a day, all the time. And I feel like a lot of these oppressions are coming from places where people have been oppressed. And now that people have a voice and have power and are speaking up their truths, they're utilizing it. But they also might be on a little bit of a get back. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of the same reason why nobody wants Trump to get back in office. Uh, Republicans included. It's Yeah, we know that motherfucker going to be on get back. And, and I feel like now with with the genders, it's, it's getting out of hand, like. Even 10 years ago when I so I, I took a class in college, a women's gender studies class, where we talked about different things from the pronouns to 
the transition to even just like the the transition for people that identify differently from what they were born regardless of how you feel about it it is a real thing and people struggle with that and I, I i do have sympathy for those you know i want everyone to find themselves regardless if you feel like your body is physically that way or not you should find yourself i just think that finding yourself is one thing and that's one thing that we all have an individual journey to hold and there have been barriers in place in this country that have restricted all of us from various various different factors I just think we should not forget about the other factors <laughs> like, you know, um, you know, color your skin, you know, maybe like economic status, you know, maybe like how you're living, maybe like you know, about education, you know, because because I think when we get caught up right now, what's happening, everyone's feeling entitled to self-love and self-esteem. And that's great. But what are we building, people like are we just building divisions or are we building a cohesive unity? Because it feels like now, now that everyone has a, a more of a right to speak how they feel, at least on the surface, we're now more disengaged than ever before. Yeah, we're we're all like still people are still going out, people are still doing things, but we're not collectively engaging in productive conversations. We're shunning people at the same at the rate we used to be shunned ourselves. Um, and, and then I will say that for every for every great activist, there's about five or ten people that make it look bad for them. So a lot of times I'll see posts online of people that are fighting for rights that are available, but they don't feel are, are is, is enough. And one thing I can say is for about rights, especially in, in the world, especially in just even America. It, it's, it's hard to talk about it because sometimes as a historian, people don't realize the sacrifices and the, the, the hits that people of color have taken in this country. And I think sometimes, you know, I even hear black people say like, oh, slavery was so long ago, that shit don't have an effect. Nigga, do like nah, like no funny. Like even if you think about the way we look at the caste system in this country, it's very similar to the Haitian Revolution or the the um the caste system that was used in Latin America or even just over in France during the French Revolution. We're still on that same trajectory now. I I feel like we're we're moving away from it more as a culture, just because it's not it's frowned upon. But I feel like deep down, people still fuck with that shit. And and I think even when you think about slavery, listen, one of the things I used to hate when people say slavery is long ago, it doesn't have an effect. I hear you, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you, but you're wrong. If you think about, you really trace back a lot of these generations of slavery's fuck. Man, listen, I don't want to tell you people this, but if you're, uh, if you're if your family was in this country prior to like the 60s, your family probably had a connection to slavery somewhere, some forth. You you might know about it, you just don't know about it. Even if you look back at like, because there's a lot, of, a lot of listeners that might be international or people that families moved here after the Immigration Act of, of, of the 60s, thanks to MLK. And a lot of that really changed the way that America not only opened its doors, but also like, 
yeah, we're going to create this caste system <laughs> because it, it created a box where people that were coming in felt like they had more, uh, they were more entitled to be Americans than Americans that built the country. And it's, and, and on the surface, it seems like it's just like black people. No, it's, it's the same for every country nigga. It's the same like for every country cracker. You know what I mean? Like, like those people have to feel the same feelings. Like the white people that were the sharecroppers before the slaves were the sharecroppers or they were the overseers. So they got the money too to work in the big house. But then once slavery ended, they had to work alongside the slave they was talking with. You know what I mean? And then the family was making a little bit more, but was more dependent on the slave owner. So that means the slaves who came free after slavery probably had more rights, more ambition, also more skills than the white folks that were overseeing them. And you telling me none of these motherfuckers still in America? Come on now, y'all. Come on now, y'all. Like, listen, I can trace... And fuck, fuck, just think about history perspective from each and every individual in your family. If you can trace back to your grandmother's time in, in America where they were born, that will tell you a lot about where your family came from. And I think now we need to have these conversations more, especially when we're talking to kids when we're about gender issues or identity issues, because some of them, hey, regardless of how you feel or not, they may be coming from a place where they have been oppressed in their family for years. And there might have been some rootedness of identity issues prior to them coming out or other family members doing that. The point is, and, and I'll just say this, if you identify with the LGBTQ movement, don't be racist. Don't be racist. Don't put your pride, don't put your rights above the rights of people of color in this country. I'm, and I, I might sound selfishly to say that, but it has to be a thing because right now we're in a state where we're not honoring those that paved the way. And it's not even a state about giving pride or kissing someone's ass because if you look at it like that, you might be the problem. Because what happens is we're now looking at people who are now essentially lower in the system of where we are today, but essentially built the country. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Who else built the White House? Who else built the Capitol? These immaculate structures around the world they were all built by indigenous people around the world, okay? So you have to have honor in that because if you don't honor that, what do you think will happen to you on the land? Just like MGK had said about the, the in Cleveland, yeah, you got to honor the land. You have to honor your land. You can't you can't come into a place, well, <laughs> I guess you can, but you you can't come into a place with, with disrespect because that historically has happened. And I mean, I hate to say it, people that do that tend to get killed off. We don't talk history enough about, well, we do, we do. But we don't we don't talk enough about those crazy motherfuckers that didn't honor the land that died. Yeah, they just they just died. They, they were fighting for somebody else's cause, probably a richer motherfucker, and they, they got somewhere and oops, some shit happened because they ain't honor the land. Now you might you might have a statue for them now. You might have be an honorary street or something. But guess what? Them motherfuckers dead. Okay. But the point is, like, you have to honor the land, especially in this country. So. When when I see like you know people talking about their kids transitioning from men a girl to a boy, hey, that's your life, that's your family's priority. You do have to do that. Do what you need to do. I just don't want you to step on the back of nobody black or brown. That's all. That's all. Because what I feel like is going to happen now is the fight that a lot of descendants of slavery or descendants of indigenous tribes in America may have paid for those that are here. We'll get lost in all this because we want to choose between whether we want to call ourselves a boy or girl. 
and hey, hey, I'm all for it, but I'm just saying that there's also bigger battles right now. Like we can't just get caught up on these pop culture ideas of what it is. This can say this can continue the same way as we do civil rights, human rights, or oh, oh shit, let's just make sure we get people that are kidnapped back home. Like we can do these things at the same time, but it's going to take us all to come together to realize all our problems aren't all our problems. And all our problems shouldn't be used to be marketed because we saw it on the civil rights movement. If you do, if you look at every single rights movement, they have all been marketed very eerily similar to the civil rights movement. And I think that we don't, <laughs> our society is so disdained toward blackness that we can't look at it positively because we look at that as like, oh, it goes Rosa Parks, MLK, not another slave movie we're going to overcome. You know, but it's really deeper than that. When you talk about the strategies in place, the agents in place, the, the factors that affected that, that created this place that we have it today. And and essentially, you know, this, this thing goes, this conversation goes back to oppression. We are still oppressing marginalized groups of people. And I think until we really understand what it means to be marginalized, we will continue to do that. It's just like everyone's like on a, it's like the 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 Nasdaq. Everything goes up and down, up and down. There's nothing stagnant. There's nothing consistent, especially when it comes to like treating each other fairly. So, I just think that everyone now is out to get attention and infamy versus progress and money. I think there's been a shift. I don't know when it happened. Maybe it was some PPP loans that shifted this, but it feels like more people now want more attention and infamy to be known, to to be to have a say, to have you know sponsors, influence, versus you know solving a problem or just making money. And I think this is a scary world we're going in because AIs are coming. Fuck, fuck Ukraine. I know I talked about Ukraine, Russia, but fuck that shit. Fuck these aliens too. AI is, is the closest threat we have than more than any of that. If you look at the way that, what I'm using now, these devices are not only replicating our thoughts, but also saving us time and taking taking away some of our skills. It's going to get to a point where all we're going to do is argue, argue, argue while the AIs do all this stuff for us. And then, shit, the AIs, they, they keep hearing us argue. They're going to be like, you know what? I'm getting sick and tired of this argument too. Yeah, let's figure something out about these motherfuckers. So, but that that's all I got for today. Um, the one just for the oppression, y'all just just keep it at a minimum. You know, tweet about it. Don't be racist. You know, forgive and forget. You know, I know you. Everyone has their own ideas, but come on, y'all. We, if y'all believe in all this shit like aliens, AIs, we gotta come together at some point, and we we gotta stop that bickering because eventually it's gonna get to a point where. Everybody's just going to rant, 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 and nothing will get done. All right? Well, here's the progress. It's your boy Jay, and I'll see you guys later. Peace.